0: Warning, this podcast contains sexual content, graphic language, and bodily functions. Get over it. So my boyfriend had this... Does it feel like I'm bragging when I say so my boyfriend? Because it feels like I'm fancy, and I'm a fancy lass. And I have a man now who's gonna lick my puss and listen to my podcast and give me five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts had this weird confrontation with my boyfriend the other day where he sat me down and he said look um have you been flushing your used tampons down my toilet?" and I look at him and I say no he's like are you sure it's not a big deal if you are but but like my whole septic tank like clogged and the plumber had to come and they found like tens of so many bloody tampons and honestly no I've had an IUD since we've met and before we met and I haven't had my period in like over a year so these dirty tampons have been living in his sewage for over two years And I'm just like so touched that he thought they belonged to me. As opposed to some other bitch who's been bleeding in his potty. What was happening was before he moved in, somebody else had been flushing dirty tampons. And uh, they just, they just gestated down there and the shoe was getting all bloody and juicy. And then about two years later, my boyfriend moved in. Then they popped up and he blamed me. We had a good chuckle. I had a good chuckle. He didn't think it was funny. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl, the show where women tell stories about the fucked up shit they deal with every day. Because there's more than one way to get dirty. This week, I talked to Lily, who told me about the time something was rotting in her vagina.
1: So this was about three years ago. I was 21 and I just started dating because I just got out of this like four-year relationship and Tinder was like the new thing and I was exploring it and um, yeah, so I matched with this guy who really did not pique any of my interests at all. Like there was just nothing about him that I found like he was attractive, but you know, I don't know. I think I was just bored and i was like all right yeah i'll talk to you and he invited me out for a drink at a bar close to my house and i was like oh, fuck it like why not like let's just i'll just go out and have a drink with this guy so i ubered there and I get in and I see him. And he is pretty attractive. He's like this, yeah, bra, like skater boy. Like I just hit up the, the skate park with my bros and drank some skis there. So he was like already kind of hammered. And I was like, oh, God, this is just not appealing in the least bit. Did he really say brewskis? I mean, he didn't. But, you know, I feel like he would. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I sit down and I had this like. Moment to myself where I realized this guy is not somebody I want to be on a date with right now and I could either just get up and leave and get take an uber home or I could just sit here and have him buy me drinks and get drunk and you know being 21 I was like sure that sounds fun like let's just do that let's just do that so I ended up doing that and I think like god the night went on I had like beer and there was like a lot of sangria because this place was known for like their specialty sangria drink and I started to feel like way too buzzed and he started just to become more attractive and appealing to me and I just wanted to like do all sorts of things with him and I knew that like obviously in hindsight all of it was just like don't want to do this but then it seemed like a really good idea. We started making out and we left and here's another really bad thing and I just wanna say it out loud, do not ever, 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 ever get in the car with somebody who has been drinking because it's just not safe and I did that and I realized the mistake and I this is the first and last time I've ever, ever, ever done that because I did go in the car with this person. Anyway, so we drove around and we stopped in like an area where there was a park and we started hooking up and i kind of forgot that i had a tampon in my vagina and i guess i just didn't even think about it and so we we ended up hooking up and i was very drunk and i don't really remember a lot i got home safely thank god is
0: this in Los Angeles?
1: This is in Los Angeles.
0: Is there, where is there a park?
1: I, I'm in the Valley. So, oh, okay. yeah. So I'm in the Valley.
0: Was it NoHo Park?
1: I don't think it was No. I think it was more like in Sherman Oaks or Studio City. But you're right. Where are the parks? <laughs> and, i think it was where was it, it might have been off of like more i think it's like that park on on more park street if anybody listening knows it's called Moore park park by the Tahungo wash and it's right by chop
0: stop where you get the santa fe salad for 11 dollars, and it's delicious at least we're pretty sure that's the park she's talking about um if you think you know which park we're talking about email us at dirtygirlpodcast.gmail.com
1: so, yeah, we ended up doing the deed, and I got home safely, and that's, you know, all that stuff. Don't know about the tampon. Woke up the next day, and I was like, oh, fuck, what did I do last night? And I was like, didn't I have a tampon in? Like, where is this tampon? And I texted him, and I was like, hey, uh, I know this is kind of weird, but, like, is there a tampon hanging out in your car? Like, did I take a tampon out and just, like, throw it in the backseat of your car or something? And he's like, oh, no, like, I, I remember you throwing it out. Like, you know, it's probably, you probably threw it outside somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, God, fuck. that's so gross. Like, why did I do that? And I just stopped talking to him. And I was like, all right, we're not doing that again. Lesson learned. Like, that was just, we're not doing that. And about a week goes by. And this is where it gets really gross. A week goes by and... I noticed this really foul smell coming out of my vagina, like something I've never smelled before. And I was like, "Whoa, this is the most disgusting thing that's ever been dispensed out of my body. Like, where is this coming from? Like, Can, what
0: is?" Could you describe the smell? What would you attribute it to? Like, just
1: God. What would I attribute it to? It. it Oh God, I'm just—it's it, like I blocked it out of my head because it was just so nasty. It was like hot, gooey, cheesy ass on a hot summer day, like if you could imagine, like t- mixed in with like fishy smell, mixed in with like just, just everything, every single gross smell just meshed into one on a hot summer day, <laughs> it's like. I was like, oh, wow. And the worst part is I was leaking that smell. That smell was like leaking out of me. So I remember I went to therapy that day and I could smell it when I was in the ther like in my therapy appointment. And I was like, oh, my God, like I'm sitting here and I know he's, he can smell it. Like my therapist can totally smell it. I was so paranoid that everybody could smell this smell. I was even honest with my mom. I was like, mom, there's this smell coming out of me. What is this? And it got to the point where I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. It's like a weekend and it's like, I, I'm not going to go to urgent care because I don't know what this is, you know? And so I went on the computer and I typed in, um, what did I type in? I typed in like s- tampon, smelly, or no, I typed in smelly vagina, tampon because I started to think back on that night and I was like wait this maybe this could be the tampon this could be the tampon how did you jump to that conclusion oh yeah I was about to say I kind of like I kind of like missed that point well I can't remember how I jumped to that conclusion but I was trying to think of all the different things that it could be like did I have some kind of weird infection like what would this infection be from then I was like well, what are like common vaginal infections like I just gotten tested and everything was okay so I didn't really know what was I didn't really know what the issue was and I was like oh god like wait a minute what if that tampon is like up in me still and I was like that can't be right that can't be right so I just typed in keywords like tampon smelly vagina into google found some girl's blog who like word for word which went through the same experience that I went through like oh i had drunk sex with somebody and uh i forgot that there was a tampon on me and a week later i started um leaking out this like gross smell out of my vagina and and i went to the doctor and and, and they pulled the tampon out of me and i was like oh my God, that's what it is. That has to be it. That has to be where the smell is coming from. And I was like, this was like, it had to be like two o'clock in the morning when I led to this discovery. And I was like, well, what do I do? Do I just wait to go to the doctor or do I just try and pull it out myself and see what happens? Because it was like way, 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 way up there. So I decided, okay, I'm not going to the doctor. I'm going to just try and put my best foot forward and do this myself. So I got some coconut oil and I went to the bathroom and I stripped down and I squatted down and it was just not – it was not pretty and I was just like, God.
0: Did you Google like how to get it out? No,
1: I just kind of – I just kind of imagined what one would do to get a tampon out, and I thought, okay, squatting must be like you know, the best, the best way. I don't know. Assumed, assumed my my lady position, um, and I I took the coconut oil and I just shoved my fingers up in my vagina, and it was it was like. It was like you had to dig, like it was you're digging up into your cervix, and you're like just going up there. Yeah, it was. I was so determined at this point. I was so determined at this point because I did not want to live with the smell anymore, and I felt like the um, like the string at the end of it, and I was it just was like so soggy and damp because it was just living up there for a week, and I slowly just started. take it out. And the moment it like came out, it was just like the it was like I felt 10 pounds lighter and it was just the best and grossest victory of my life. I was like, wow, I just did this. like I'm a fucking champ. And I was so proud of myself at that moment that I think I tried calling my best friend who was living at Nashville in the time and I don't know the time difference. It must have been like way later. Because I needed to tell her like, oh my God, you wouldn't believe what I just did. Like I just pulled this tampon out of me and it was up there for a week and you wouldn't believe it. And it was too, it was too gross to flush down the toilet or throw into the trash can or anything like that. What did it look like? It was just, it was, it, it had formed into, into this like, I don't know, it was like the blood had already like seeped out of it. And it was, it was very, I hate using the word moist, but it was, it was just really soft. And, and it, it just didn't look pretty. It, it, you know how like when you, I don't know, first take out a tampon, it's like kind of like blooms open because it's like fresh and used, but this, this is like something if you were to find a tampon in a swamp, like that, that is what this tampon looked like. Anyway, it smelled terrible, and I couldn't flush it down the toilet. I couldn't like throw it in the trash because the smell would just linger. So I carefully wrapped it up, and went outside and threw it in the garbage can outside. And luckily, I didn't get um, toxic shock syndrome. Um, that was one thing that I'm—I was really fortunate enough not to get that because. Obviously, when you have a tampon in you for that long, that can happen. And I did talk to my doctor about it, and I did um, get put on antibiotics for all of that. But yeah, no, no toxic shock. So that was another good point of the story.
0: Hey, Los Angeles, did you know we have a live show coming up? Oh, my gosh, we do. You can see us live June 23rd at 1.30 p.m. at the Downtown Independent. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we're performing at RomCom Fest, the inaugural festival celebrating rom-coms. And we're going to be there celebrating being dirty and rom-coms. It's so exciting. Uh, Tickets are on sale now at romcomfest.com. So uh, I'll see you there. I'll smell you there. Well, let's queef there together. In Harmony, a musical of Quish. So after I graduated high school, I had this weird sort of occasional hookup thing with my, one of my ex-boyfriends and we were at a house and it was just him and I and there was some sexual tension and we ended up making out and, you know, after things were starting to get steamy, um... I was like, by the way, I am on my period. And it was like his body like physically stiffened. And he like looked me dead in the eyes like, I do not want to get my red wings today. And I was sort of like... (sighs) What? What does that mean? Oh. But of course, in my mind, I was like, yeah, (laughs) you know, sure, I I totally get it. Like, why would you want to touch my disgusting period blood? You know, I totally get it. You don't, definitely don't have to touch my disgusting body. But now, I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) You know, you should be so damn lucky to touch my clit. Regardless of the wetness is from me being sexually aroused, discharge, or period red wings when you eat a girl out on her period examples jen gave mike his red wings last night after he ate jen's bleeding cunt i also talked to alex who told me about the time she gave her first red wings
2: question mark
0: do you give them is it a gift of course it's a fucking gift You wear that shit with pride. You're fucking welcome.
2: So it happened that I was working, and they hit on me while I was working. Are you a bartender? At that point, yeah. I I was feeling a very certain type of, like, fuck it attitude because everything had kind of just crumbled before me. So I was really... Going in and just talking to anybody and I was very open and vulnerable at that moment when I think about the situation It was we were both kind of in weird places like he also Was just going through a breakup. I don't know how it started, but I ended up I don't know who made the first move. It was one of those things where it's like You've been drinking a little bit and like you say something and they take it and they like run with it You know he was like I don't really normally do this because uh, I'm coming out of a relationship that I'd been in for a long time. Or, well, he had said, I don't normally do this. And I was like, I find that really hard to believe. And then he's like, no, I'm actually just out of, fresh out of a relationship. And I was like, great, <laughs> because I love broken men. <laughs> and we exchanged contact information because he was going to go meet his friends. And I didn't think I was going to hear anything back about it. But like about maybe an hour later, I was still on my shift. Um, and I got a text from him being like, hey, meet me at this bar. Come, come down to the bar. I'm at this bar. Come meet me. And so I, uh, <laughs> I was still working and my friends had seen everything that happened and they were like, get out of here. <laughs> it was like a coach he was my friends were like, you go get it kid. Like, <laughs> get out of here. Go get lucky. So then I met them at the bar and we were drinking a little bit, and we were, you know, having fun, dancing, and he leaned into my ear and said, I want to take you home and fuck the shit out of you. At least that's how I remember it, but I did tell him, I was like, fair warning, I am on my period, and he didn't make a big deal out of it at all. Well, at first, I was like, first of all, I'm not on birth control, so we are gonna need to stop and get condoms, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I didn't, I wasn't prepared. I was like, I'm not, I wasn't you know, expecting for something like this to happen at night. And so we stopped at the um seven eleven, we got the the condoms, then we went back to his, where he was staying. We as soon as we got in to the place, I like immediately took my top off. I was just like ready. <laughs> um then we like made out, did a little bit of foreplay. And we had sex, and that was fine. Like, he put the towel down and everything, and we had sex. And I wasn't, like, heavy or anything. So it was just, like, naturally things had escalated, and once he got down, he he was like, I don't know how the transition happened, but um, I lied down, and he got on his knees, and then he started eating me out, and then I literally could not believe that it was happening. And so I said it out loud... (laughs) I was like, I can't believe that this is actually happening right now. And he he popped up, and he's like, "Do you do you want this to happen?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, so please, just keep going." It didn't. It wasn't as messy as I thought it was gonna be because I wasn't heavy, but it was still like a very empowering moment for me. You know. Did he put down the towel,
0: or did you ask for it, or how did
2: that idea come about? I don't know who initiated it. I think maybe. We were both just seasoned and, like, knew that that was the thing to do. What? So it was your first time
0: having period sex? I think so, yeah. Have you had it since? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Did it feel different?
2: Okay, so I was on the end of my period at the time. And I'm very lucky in that I don't get a lot of cramps or anything like that. Um, if anything, I feel bloated. I'm actually on my period right now. (laughs) Yes. So, um, but I think the worst thing that happens is, like, I get bloated. And that I'm, I'm bleeding, you know, the obvious thing. Um, it didn't really feel different, no. It was still a good sensation, you know, still fun. (laughs) What was empowering about it? Well, the fact that, you know... Something that was so, that is so stigmatized of like being on your period. It's something that women are not taught to be ashamed of, but that we kind of like tend to hide or we don't, it's like a dirty little secret when we're on our period. We don't like tell people around us because it's that itself being on your period is also like stigmatize the behavior around it like PMS and all that stuff and like different women have different reactions and different things happen to them and not all women even menstruate so it's like it's 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 a whole thing <laughs> but being having someone eat me out and like on my period the fact that they were willing to do that was cool it was it was just really a feminist thing i thought
0: did he get blood on his face <laughs>
2: Not as much as I thought he would. Um, I think maybe a little bit got on his beard, but that was about it. <laughs> also, okay, so he is white, and I am Latina. So that, to me, was like, have you ever seen that Ali Wong bit <laughs> where she was talking about a white man giving her head? And she's like, you colonizer. <laughs> Um, it was like that, but instead he, I was on my period. So it was kind of like, I don't want to say reparations, but it was very much, um, it very much felt like, uh, what's the word? Not reparations, but like, um, I don't want to say vengeance, (laughs) but it just felt like my ancestors were looking over me and like, definitely proud of me. I hope that more women get to experience it, uh, that it becomes a a common, commonplace thing, because, yeah, why why is it why is it stigmatized? Why is it dirty or nasty, when it's just part of literally the cycle of life, and we should feel empowered by that.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. Dirty Girl is produced by me, Heather Ann Gottlieb, along with Cameron Taggy, Tristan Bankston, and Alex Salem. We are distributed by the Hoo-Ha-Ha Podcast Network. Our logo was designed by Kevin Laughlin. Did you know we have an Instagram? Oh my gosh, we totally do. It's at Dirty Girl Pod. We post so much feminist garbage. It's amazing. The art is great. Oh, oh, you hate feminism? Oh, that's great. We want to hear why. Just email us at dirtygirlpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. We love your hate mail. If you're feeling generous, you could also subscribe and rate us five stars on iTunes. Um, if you hate us, just, just send us an email. Don't rate us poorly.
2: This has been a ha Podcast.